My name is Ian here with my co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading, Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations surrounding everyday life, our relationships, and our faith walk with Christ. So, Philia, what are we getting into today? Well, Yummy, today we are getting into our new series of Unlocking Wisdom, where we examine the book of Proverbs, which is designed to uh, look at the foundational truths in order for us to give us a better sense of our everyday life, successful life through wisdom and the knowledge of God. So today we are covering Proverbs, several um, Proverbs actually, but we're covering Proverbs 12, 14, 16, 18, 19, and 20. However, we're only covering a couple of verses from that. And the theme and topic that we are covering is wise counsel. So I will begin with Proverbs 12, verse 20, and I'll be doing the ESV version. But feel free to do any version of your choice. And it begins, deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil. Proverbs 12, 25 is anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down. Now in Proverbs 14, verse 13 to 14, it says the backslider in heart will be filled with the fruit of his ways and a good man will be filled with the fruit of his ways. Proverbs 16, 5 says, everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured he will not go unpunished. Then we go to Proverbs 16, 23 to 24. And it says, the heart of the wise makes his speech judicious and adds persuasiveness to his lips. But gracious words are like a honeycomb. Now, Proverbs 18, verse 12 says, before destruction, a man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. In Proverbs 19, verse 3, it says, when a man's folly brings his way to ruin, his heart rages against the Lord. And last on that list is Proverbs 20, verse 5, which says, The purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Amen. Amen. Wow. Well, that last proverb out of all of them is the one that resonated the most with me because when you think of still waters, you don't know how deep they run. And I like this analogy where it says the purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Because when you think of something deep, you don't know what's underneath. There's so much to offer. And I think that when a man's heart is deep, there's so much that there's so much testimony. There's so much wisdom. There's so much to tell. There's so much that that person has to offer that you really don't know where it it. it it, it ends. And I think that when someone has true understanding, because knowledge never stops, the understanding of the Bible is continuous. Just like we talked about in the past, that scriptures that we've read in the past can mean something different now because our testimonies, our lives, our experiences, our wisdom has changed, has grown, has um has become these experiences has changed our outlook on things. And once you start to know God, it's never ending. God continues to 
fulfill us in ways that our testimony is a living proof of what God does for us. And I think that um, this wisdom or, or of counsel is the same thing. It's like, it, it shows that it's a continuation of learning. The truths continue to evolve um, because they're so different in the past and the deeper they are, the more they have to offer. This is what I, I get from this idea of wisdom and counsel. Yeah, I like that you started with the last uh, proverb about the deep water because it kind of relates to us like treading faith, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because we know that we, we, we enter deep water and then we're treading faith because we're trying to stay above with our faith. And so it, when it says like the, the plan in the heart of a man is like deep water, it's like whatever is going on with anybody may seem surface right? You can only see them treading water, like their head is above water, but we don't see what they're doing underneath. We don't see them kicking. We don't even know how deep the water is. But when when we think about wise counsel, Solomon is saying that a man of understanding draws it out. A man of understanding can go beyond the surface, can see that you're, you're, you're treading, that you're doing a lot of work underneath the surface, surface and can help you bring things to the sur- surface. That's why wise counsel is important. Right. You don't want to just go talk to anybody about your problems. You know, that's why a lot of people seek therapy because you may go to a friend or a loved one or anyone, you tell them about your problems and one, they can make it about themselves. They compare you, they can like, well, you don't have it as bad as someone. That's not the help you need. Sometimes you need professional help, right? You need that wisdom, that knowledge, that understanding that helps you bring the issues to the surface. You may be talking about, an issue and it may seem superficial, but someone who's wise, who has deep knowledge may be able to help you identify the root of the problem. And that's why God is so important. That's why knowing the scriptures is so important because when you are wise and when you have knowledge of God, you may be able to confront someone with the wisdom and knowledge of God that helps them see things differently. Because we know that the the scriptures are ever evolving. Right. We know that it means something different to you from one decade to the next, one day to the next, one perspective shift to the next. So having wise counsel, Solomon is all Solomon is saying is that the person who is wise that you go to your go to with your problems is able to help you bring out something to the surface. But when he goes, when he starts in the beginning with the first proverb, when he says anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word makes it glad. We all have anxiety. We all have issues. We all have problems. But when someone is able to tell you something that uplifts your spirit, that helps you. That helps you with that day. I mean, there's situations where I'm going through something and someone may not even know that what they said bright really in my day right. or sometimes you say to someone god bless you and they're mm-hmm. like i needed to hear that yes. because i'm feeling like god abandoned me <laughs> Correct, right right i i can tell you like i was feeling so rejected right like you know i talk about like the relationships and love life and stuff you know and and feeling like i'm to blame for the quote unquote ruin of my relationships but obviously i'm per- i'm perfect or close to perfect so it's not my fault <laughs> But, you know, like feeling dejected and having to like relive this and having outsiders who are constantly, you know, blaming me and saying like, it's my fault or I ruined this, not actually really knowing me, right? They're very surface level or they're not knowing the situation or knowing the other person. It it can make me feel dejected. And I remember one day I was feeling bad about, 
having relationship problems and asking myself, am I the problem? And someone called me and said, oh my gosh, you are, you are hot today. <laughs> Two people asked about you. Two guys asked about you. Now, needless to say, like that, those wouldn't be potential relationships, right. right? Like, you know, the person and I can laugh about it because we know that that's not those are not like fruitful relationships. Those are not like one is a really older person who's like probably even married. Another person is like just chaos everywhere. But the fact of the matter is that me feeling rejected and this person telling me that, oh my God, you're hot today because two random people asked about you. I was like, wow, I'm not like, it's not always me. (laughs) Like somebody does want me. I'm still likable, right? Like it's hard when you're feeling that. That's why I love like anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down. We've all been there, but good word makes it glad. I love that, you know, because um, where in Proverbs 16, when you talk about the idea of a wise man, it says the heart of the wise makes his speech judicious and adds persuasiveness to his lips. But gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. I love, love, love that, um, that those words, because you're right. When someone is wise, it does make their speech judicious. It makes them really one show that they really know what they're talking about, but give you the idea that they can persuade you to, to shift your paradigm, to shift your perspective about things. Right. Yeah. And sometimes you just need a little push because look at that, how that person just mentioned one thing. And even though these were not real high prospects at all, or maybe prospects at all, but it also made you feel like, Hey, you know, Hey, I was feeling one way and look, it's not all me, you yeah. know? And I think that is just, and, and, and what they said was like honeycomb, you yeah. know, sweet to your soul. And even, even if it was short lived, it made you at that moment, it was the right thing you needed to hear at that time. And that is literally how God works. Oh yeah. You know, oh, it yeah. would be that one thing. It would be, you know, someone who's feeling really down and out and someone who's not, you know, feeling worthy of life. And someone made a phone call or someone stops, you know, by or whatever the case might be. You don't know what you did for that person. And that is how God works in mysterious ways, you know? And I think that that's why wisdom is really so important. Sometimes people just feel that you need to hear something wonderful. Yeah. You know, God will bless you today or thank God for you. You are my angel or you've saved me today. Those words resonate. They mean so much and they might seem so kind of like random at times, but they really aren't. They're not. People say these things because truly, truly, that's what you are to them at that moment. And your small act could be something so great in heaven to someone else. Amen. I mean, I love that you said that God comes with it at the right time because, you know, usually like when we're we're feeling very anxious or we're in despair or Mm -hmm. deep depression, we we go to God. We mostly go to God with our problems. So we go to God and we don't know where that word is going to come from. So even having, you know, my friend call me or text me, it's a, it's a laugh, but it was the bomb. It was the honeycomb (laughs) like Philia described. Mm -hmm. And, and you don't know how God is, God is trying to give you peace, trying to give you something for your soul, even though you may be going through tumultuous times. That's why it's good to not lean on your own understanding Mm -hmm. because God can always lighten your path. And on the, on the opposite side, conversely, you know, Solomon 
cautions you against unwise counsel, right? Proverbs 12, 20 says, the seat in the heart of those the seat is in the heart of those who devise evil, mm. but counselors of peace have joy. So this is just a good reminder of when you're sharing your problems or when you're going through something and the, the people who are talking to you, what are they saying to you? Does it bring you peace? Does it bring you joy? Or is it uh, against God, right? Because it says the seat is in the heart of those who devise evil. And even hearing this, I would say, Oh, you know, my friends are not evil. Like yeah. they don't want bad things for me, for me to have um, bad things to happen to me. That's not what that says. It doesn't like you got to go deeper than that into this because it's not only saying those people who are mal who maliciously in, uh, uh, wish you harm. Mm -hmm. There are people who say mean things to you who want you to feel bad. Like maybe you're on a high and they want you to feel bad. They mm -hmm. want you to come down to earth. So they say mean things to you. Right. But sometimes that's a reflection of them, not of you. Right. And you just gotta gotta remember that you don't have to take on every mean thing that says that's said to you, right? Like you don't have to carry that. That doesn't have to be your burden. You right. can release that back to the person. Sometimes now I'm in the the phase where I want to question when people say things that are mm. not not unkind to me. Well, why do you say that? What do you mean by that? Because I really want them to examine their self motives. Because everybody operates out of their own emotions, right. their perspective, their opinions, and they're colored by their experiences, good or bad. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have to understand that when people are giving you advice and it might seem hurtful or harmful or not even helpful to you at all, and it's not necessarily that they are evil or they're devising evil against you. It means that they may be coming from a broken place and they may need counseling, but when you're in a bad space and you're hearing a lot of voices, sometimes we, we tend to grasp onto right. the things that are most negative. Correct. And we have to be very cautious Mindful, yes. yeah, of what we're internalizing yes. from people. And don't let it be like a reflection of you. Oh, no, you're not the person who's bad. Like, you're not the person that people don't want you. Right? Like, someone, you, I may be feeling bad and being like, why can't I, you know, get, why can't I get married? Why can't I have this? Uh, uh, this kind of relationship that I'm seeking mm -hmm. and someone comes to me and be like, what is wrong with you? Why is it the problem? I'm internalizing that because I'm already asking myself, but that doesn't come from God right. because God brings peace, joy, and love. Mm -hmm. And remember, those are the things that we're chasing. Those are the things that are, should be the utmost importance to us. So when we're taking advice, just be mindful of what you're hearing right. and filter out the things that are not of God. Right. Test them against God. You know, I love when you said that you have to test them, um, you know, um, before God, because even in Proverbs 18, verse 12, it says, before destruction, a man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. And I think that is just such a wonderful uh, 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 scripture because it, it's, we have to be humble. You know, it's like we think of all these negative things sometimes and we we tend to grasp onto them because sometimes it's easier to hold on to the negativity because sometimes we don't value ourselves. We don't value ourselves in the image of God. But once we are humble, we allow all of those those things to be lifted, those burdens to be lifted because God, we can literally let go and put it onto him so God can take care of it for us. And when we're humble, God comes into our heart and 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 eases us into a feeling of of worth and and grace and peace and mercy but we just have to be able to let go yeah i i 100% agree that you humble yourself before the lord because 
honestly, when you know when you're feeling yourself, you're feeling, you know, like you walking down the street, you're like, I look good, I look good, and then you trip, <laughs> and then you say to yourself, like, shouldn't be feeling myself, right? Like, it's something like that. It's like, like bring you down to reality, right? right? It's like you, you, you're you're posing like everything is great, everything right. is good, right? But there's these reminders that you know, like you don't have to be haughty, right? Like you can mm. be humble. You can thank God, right? Don't forget to thank God when things are great, when you're feeling yourself. Right. You know, that's the most time where you should be praising God because you do not want to be humble. Correct, <laughs> correct, correct. And, and it says that humility goes before honor. God honors those who are humble. humble. So it's almost like when you're thinking about the people who are talking to you and, mm -hmm. and they're talking out of pride and I, you know, immediately I thought about like people who say like, well, I wish that I wish, I wish a person would, or that can't be me. And I used to say those things like, <laughs> well, you know, if it was me, mm -hmm. right. I'm talking out of my worldly perspective, right? right? Like right. I'm telling you that no one is going to disrespect me. No one's going to talk to me like that. No, like what, what would I do in that situation? Now, maybe I might be yummy from Brooklyn, or maybe I may be shocked since silence, right? Like, I can't believe someone spoke to me like that. Right. But mostly, I need to be yummy who's a Christian right. who needs to say, you know what? I'm sorry you feel that way. Right. God bless you. Or even say, like, a new thing I learned is when someone is, like, going ham, you just look at them concerned right. and say, are you okay? Right. Because it has to make them stop and self-examine themselves, like, well, why am I doing this, Right. right? And even if they go on and on and on and be like, yeah, I'm okay, but you really to be like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to pray for you, right? Like you ever see people who are like, I'm going to pray for you or right. whatever you would. Like, <laughs> you're going ham. You're going ham by yourself exactly. through yourself. Right. And we got to be better than yeah, everything, right? Correct. God wants us to be better. Not only does he want us to be discerning about the counsel that we see and discerning about the things that we hear, he wants us to also be good counsel to other people, right? So these are the things that we must remember how God wants us to be. And, and like even the idea of peace, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, what what's before peace? We live in a world where people talk about being sad and right. suicidal and depressed and angry and all of these kind of manifest in different ways. The antithesis of that or the opposite of that when you're seeking peace and you're measuring it to what God gives you, mm -hmm. it combines like the, uh, the word peace, like the Hebrew word shalom, it combines peace, prosperity, wealth, health, completeness, safety, right. and rest in the sovereign care of God. These are the things that you should be chasing after. These are the, this is how you should feel after getting wise advice. You should feel strengthened in God. Right. You should feel emboldened in God. You should have an idea of what you want to do next. Even if it's just, I want to pray. Mm -hmm. I want to worship. These are the things that we should be feeling. These are the things that we should also be inspiring in other people. That is um, such a great point. You know, I think that in uh, Proverbs 14, thir um, verses 13 and 14, when you did say, even in laughter, the heart may ache and the end of joy may be grief, but the backslider in heart will be filled with the fruit of his ways. I think that that is to me a great example of when you feel like God is not with you, that is the time that he pours, you know, more into you. It's almost like when you start feeling like you're going away from God or you're no longer keeping God at the center of your life, 
he finds ways of making sure he puts you back on course. It's still that same idea like we talked about where you're the lost sheep, you know, and you need to find your way. You know, the husbands will rejoice when 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 your way is found because he knows that that's where the true wisdom is, is, is being able to um, seek God in every way so that you can be fulfilled in the way that God wants us to be fulfilled. And that's why when negativity happens or someone says something to you, that's when you find them. People say, you know, let me pray for you. Or do you need prayer? Are you okay? Because it does help you self-reflect that. Okay, wait a second. What's going on here? Why is this person so calm? Why is this person so godly? Why is this person Mm -hmm. so filled with Holy Spirit and Mm -hmm. I'm going wayward or I'm seeming very devilish, like in the way that I go about doing it, because it is an isolation, you know, that you're not humbled at this moment. And some people don't like that. They don't like when people seem at peace because it's like, oh, that's fake. You can't (laughs) be that way. Or why are you smiling so much? And what's so funny? You know, what's the problem? And it's like, nothing's the problem. Maybe you need to internalize and self-reflect because that's when you know that, okay, you know what? This is something that God needs to handle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> God needs to handle that in those situations mm-hmm. because in in the essence, when someone is acting contrary to God, mm-hmm. we want we don't want to go the way of the worldly. Like we don't want to be angry. We don't want to be combative. We want to be peaceful. We want to actually fill people with love because who knows what kind of spirit they're they're battling with, right? Like we want the fruits of the spirit, the ones that are good, but they could be dealing with some rotten spirits and it could be trauma from their childhood, mm-hmm. trauma from a, a past relationship, trauma on their job, right. trauma. Like they can experience so much trauma and that manifests in the way they're speaking to you, how they're, they're acting out towards other people. They're just being angry. And not only do we need to, pray for them, but we need to make sure that we have the wise words mm-hmm. for them, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, it's like, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say don't anything. Say <laughs> right. See, I'm like, I don't say anything because I'm think overthinking it. I'm right. like, I'm weighing my words. So like, I'm like, and by that time I want to say something, it's too late. Right. But, <laughs> but ultimately, you know, God, God, God doesn't, doesn't need you to be a biblical scholar to speak life into someone. He just needs you to be kind and loving. Mm-hmm. So even when, you know, when we're, we're asking you to be wise counsel, to not only receive it and discern what it is, but to also Mm. be wise counsel, it doesn't mean that you need to be like, let me stop you on a street and pray for you and say, hallelujah. You don't need to do all of that. Just approach the situation with love and kindness, because that's what God wants you to do. He Mm. wants you to leave with love and kindness first. He wants you to embody the fruits of the spirit, Mm. because that may help someone more than, you know, like Mm -hmm. a kind word is like honeycomb. It's balm. Mm -hmm. It's soothing. This is what Solomon is trying to tell us. This is what he, this is the knowledge that he's imparting. He's like, listen, life sucks. Sometimes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're going to be hurt. You're going to have anxiety. You're going to be depressed, but you need to know who you can trust or whatever you're hearing, what you can take to you, what glorifies God, what is not glorify God and use that wise counsel to make you better. But most importantly, you also can be a wise counsel to someone mm. when you're feeling good, when you're not in that space, when God has healed you, pass it on. Right. <laughs> and right. it doesn't have to be like pointing to that scripture, right? Like we talked about memorizing scripture. Right. It's great if you memorize scripture right. and you can point to it, but it doesn't have to be those exact words. Right. It can just be like, 
let me pray for you. Got you. Or, you know, I want God to bless you. I'm sorry that you're feeling this way. It, it could be a number of ways that you can be a soothing honeycomb to someone. Um, amen. Amen. And, you know, I want to leave on that note that in Proverbs uh, 16, verse five is everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured he will not go unpunished. And I think Ooh. that to me sums all of it. It's like, you cannot be arrogant. You must be humble. You must have humility. You must open your heart to goodness of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I can't wait to talk about this yes. on the live tonight. Cause I, I feel like there's so much to say Amen. about like wise counsel yes. and like tuning out stuff. So stay tuned for announcements and closing prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today as we discuss the importance of wise counsel through the book of Proverbs. We hope you enjoy the discussion. And before we wrap, we have a few announcements. Then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast in this season of Unlocking Wisdom through the book of Proverbs. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube tonight, July 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle, so follow our IG page to keep current on what is happening with Treading Faith. Our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with your friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Lastly, don't forget to add another note to your faith box or jar. The faith box, which I'm calling God's good gifts, is a box or jar where you keep weekly accomplishments, reminders, testimonies, or good news. At the end of the year, we will review the contents to remind ourselves and to have insight of God's presence in our life year round. It's okay if you're not consistent weekly and it's not too late to start. Nothing is too big or too small to include. This is totally personal and up to you. Now let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back void. And because we also believe our prayers are strengthened in number, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Father God, we honor you. We give you glory. We thank you for your guidance and provision. According to Matthew 18, 20, when two or more are gathered in your name, you are present. We welcome your presence and we thank you for your presence daily. Father, we come to you seeking advice, good advice to help us along our way. But Father, we know that we do not grow in isolation, but we grow in community. And there is many who will speak into our lives. But Father, give us the ability and the power to discern what is good advice, what is wisdom-based advice, what is advice that comes through the lens of God. Proverbs 24, 6 says, For by wise guidance, you can wage your war, and in abundance of counselors, there is victory. Proverbs 12, 15 also says, The way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Father God, we do not want to be fools. We do not want to seek our own counsel, but we want to seek the counsel of those who are wise and who speak through the lens of God. Father, give us eyes to see and ears to hear that 
those who advise us and speak into our life want the good for ourselves, are good for our lives. Father, let us also be good counselors to others. Let us not give advice based off of our worldly lens, but off, off of our biblical lens. Father, we want to help those around us wage war against the spiritual realm, wage war against things that seek to defeat us so that we can have victory. Proverbs eleven fourteen says, where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in the abundance of counselors, there is safety. Father God, we thank you for giving us wisdom. We thank you for surrounding us with people who can give us wise advice to lead us to safety. Oh, Father, give us a discerning heart so that we know we know which advice to take and which advice not to take. Father, allow us to be surrounded by those who only want to speak life into us, who do not speak death into us. Oh, Father God, attune our ears to not only hear good counsel, but order our steps so that we can follow the sage and wise advice. Oh, Father, we seek all around us wisdom so that we know which way to go. We know that your wisdom is the best wisdom. Father, allow us to follow your footsteps, the footsteps of Jesus Christ, so that we can walk in love and light on this world. Father, counsel us and have our counselor advise us against walking in a worldly and earthly path. Oh, Father, there's nothing that stands against your word. Father, any advice we hear, we can test it. We can take it captive and test it against your word to see if it is wise advice. Finally, Proverbs 19.20 says, listen to the advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Father, we are looking to grow. We are looking to gain insight. In this world, our days are numbered, but we can live well and have successful life if we choose to walk the path of the righteous. It is not easy when we are confronted by worldly things. It is not easy when we are subjected to worldly things. It is not easy when we are confronted daily with the things and desires of this world. But Father, we should seek you first before other things and you will add and pour into our life. Give us the discipline, give us the mindset so that we can be wiser and to create and cultivate a group of people who will speak life into us, who will give us advice, who will lead us not to destruction, but to victory. We thank you for the people who already have spoken good into our life. We ask you to bless them, oh Father. We ask you to continue to pour wisdom into them. Oh Father, we ask for wisdom to be poured into us so we in turn can return wise guidance and counsels to those around us. Your word says in Matthew 18, 19, if at least two of us agree on earth about anything we ask for, then it will be done by our Father in heaven. So we come into this agreement by saying amen, amen, and amen. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We love you. Have a blessed and safe week. See you tonight. Bye.